It is August 11. We're feeding the duck. Boink Radio. You can hear the, the sound, the music, right? Because otherwise it's just... Oh, like, sorry. Like, I I'm usually, totally yeah. going to the beat. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome all to what is sure to be the last episode of the Boink Radio podcast. <laughs> It is indeed the finale. Uh, I, I have an intro. Normally, I say join us every week, but that would be silly to say moving forward. Um, good day. As we look back on this, the finale of the Point Radio podcast and all the beverages Mark Deltas, whatever, has drank, all the boinks we've boinked, all the, what would you call them, project briefs we've briefed. Project briefs, and, the projects we've briefed. <laughs> and all the stupid stuff I've said over the years. <laughs> and actually, thinking about it, I haven't gone back to look at anything, so it's all going to be pulled from memory. That said, what's up, man? How's it going? Yeah, um, yeah, not too bad. Um, yeah, just uh, really busy in life um, and... Uh, yeah, I wanted to make uh, this episode kind of the last one because, um, uh, yeah, not too keen on uh, continuing this series. Um, it's uh, it's meant a little bit of work needs to be put in by myself, and uh, yeah, I just don't think I can uh, continue with it. But anyway, uh, I'm here with the new beverage as well. If we'd like to <laughs> do the usual and uh, talk about some of the fun times we've had uh, in doing this uh whole radio show and also just the stuff that we've done in the community <clears throat> i eagerly await your beverage and just so you know i'm also very happy to, to i'm not happy i'm i'm also very busy this will free up a lot of time that will be very nice you do more work the grunt work behind the scenes this past year i did a lot for the first two years so sad to see it go happy to see it leave or whatever. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, Beverage time? Beverage time. All right. Now, (laughs) we have have Sunkissed over here, but I've never seen this flavor before. Green? Sunkissed watermelon lemonade. Ah, it sounds pleasant. Yeah, it does, but I've never, ever seen anything like this. Like, you usually, like, either see, uh, you'd see, like, the orange, the typical orange flavor, or um, I think there's, like, a blueberry flavor somewhere, but, uh, yeah, never before have I seen watermelon lemonade. So, we're going to give it a shot and see what it's like. Blueberry sounds awkward. How do you put blueberry in a drink? Have you ever had like those um, uh, watermelon like candies, like the actual? I know exactly what you're talking about, actually. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, the gummy ones or the hard ones. Hmm. I think the hard ones. Hard ones. Not sure that. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it tastes like exactly like that. Like that, that's what it tastes like. I can taste a lot of watermelon. I can't really taste any lemonade. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, it's like really good. Like 
I'd probably purchase this over like the orange flavor. I'd say it's better than the orange flavor. All right. Here's a question for you since our last episode. Actually, it's a two-part question because I can't get this first part out of my mind, so I'm going to have to ask it. Have you ever had a root beer float? Nope, 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 nope. Root beer barrel. Root beer barrel. A root beer what? <laughs> barrel. The the hard barrel. candy that's supposed to taste like root beer. No. No, I haven't. <laughs> Does that right. exist? <laughs> oh, man. Actually, I don't know if they do anymore, but I used to pick up the one that did. It was awkwardly delicious. But the real question is, over the years, what has been the most disgusting beverage that you've had? And it can't be something you think about. It should just come to your head. It's that bad. Yeah, no, this one does come to my head. It's <laughs> that bad because I've told plenty of people about how bad it actually was. Um, <laughs> actually, there's there's two, but the the most like interesting one is probably got to be the um, the oak jam ball donut because i literally describe its taste as if you've just got milk put it in a blender get jam ball donuts put it in the blender and then blend it up that's exactly (laughs) what it tastes like and how it feels to drink that stuff yeah and yeah the other thing that i did drink i think on one of the radios was um seaweed tea which was probably the most disgusting thing that I've ever tasted, ever. That did sound disgusting. I don't remember that one. I remember the jam ball donut one because the oak, the oak was memorable. That, <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's they know the how to market one. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I've actually talked with some people that I've I've talked with one person who said that they actually like that flavor. That person's disgusting. You don't talk to them anymore, right? That ended the friendship. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's gotta be the most disgusting. But do we wanna talk about probably the the best tasting drink? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh um it's gonna be a hard one because uh yeah, there were a lot favorite. of drinks that were um very good. It's probably gonna be one of the oak ones. Um, because I again, it's, it's the most memorable one. Banana milk. Uh, uh nah, the banana milk was like kind of, yeah. Oh, the hold on, are we talking the oak banana milk or are we talking the Taiwanese banana milk? Uh, oak was what I was thinking of. The oak banana. Okay, the oak banana milk's pretty good. Um, but there was definitely some other ones which were, which I think were probably more interesting. I think <laughs> it's going to sound so boring, but I think just the, just oak chocolate, just oak choc- I mean, chocolate. You can't beat it. Just that's right. Yeah. Milk. yeah. Yeah. The, that's, that's the king. That's the king of oaks. Like the one that probably comes closest to that is choc mint from oak. Cause that one was pretty good. But yeah, no, chocolate just rules them all, I think. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, what else should we talk about? Uh, we got a whole bunch of news lined up, I think. Oh, dude, um, this is the last news we ever do. Yeah, That's there's actually We might some... come back in the future. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty interesting things as, as far as I saw. Um, do you want me to get started with one of them? Yeah, go for it. Okay. 
Um, I'd like to bring up some news from the Mapping Cancer Markers team. So from uh, World Community Grid. Uh, they've released some results on uh, analyzing one particular marker called GSDMB, um, which is called Gazdermin B. Uh, you might see it at Protein Fashion Week. Um, but, uh, yeah, in, uh, yeah, so World Community Grid is just thanking, uh, participants since November 2013. Um, all volunteers for the Mapping Cancer Markers project has donated, have donated over 820,000 CPU years to the project. So I'll I'll repeat that one more time. 820,000 years worth of computation to mapping cancer markers. Um, a lot of views. Yeah. So World Community Grid is thanking all the participants in mapping cancer markers um, and helping to analyze the research data for cancers and sarcomas at a speed that no one has ever thought was possible before. Um, so here are the results. Um, the GSDMB protein is more or less kind of like a marker to kind of tell, oh, maybe this person might have this type of cancer. So what they found was that um, it did, in fact, identify a particular few types of cancers. Uh, Specifically, um, I think it was bladder cancer. Uh, Hold on. Confirm. Found yeah, so an association with GSDMB has been found between gastric cancer, breast cancer, and bladder cancer, along with a few other types of cancers as well. So they're able to identify which type of cancer a person might have, and also their um, I don't know what's this other one, uh. Yeah, so yeah, they're able to um, identify or at least like break down and remove all the invalid results from a whole list of possible cancers that you might have by just simply detecting the levels of GSDMB. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, I went and looked at it on something called Uniprot, which is like some sort of like protein database. And it is actually pretty cool. I'm going to post the link in the in the chat. Uh, I'm going to call this the Dorito protein because it like looks like a Dorito. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so Mapping Cancer Markers was able to like successfully prove that this particular marker does in fact like identify gastric cancer, breast cancer, bladder cancer, and a few other types of cancers as well. Very cool. Yeah. It's 800,000 years of processing power. 820,000 years in the making. All between 2013 and now. So over 10 years, we did 820,000 years. That's insane. Yeah. We identified it. We did a bunch more stuff. So I don't have the news in front of me, but I will bring up that we... There was that one alone, mapping cancer markers. Generally, any World Community Grid project did a lot of work. There's, I remember saying osteopotent a lot, the FOXO1 <laughs> gene. Uh, World Community Grid over the years, since we've been doing this, has done like Zika 
gotten uh, Zika candidates for vaccines. I mean, there's a huge COVID push. There's a new project over pandemics. There's been so much work, so much results that's come out of World Community Grid in particular and some of the other projects as well. Just so it's been very fun to be able to share it on a recording for everyone. I know everyone is very excited when something happens. People celebrate together. Absolutely. And it's always uh, nice to see stuff coming out of Boink projects, um, new papers being released, new results. Um, keeps everyone engaged um, and, yeah, just encouraging project admins to publicize their works a lot more because it's very important. Okay. Yeah, what else? What other news we got? Uh, okay, there is a new paper that has been released, uh, not from any particular project, but on Boink in general. Um, it is titled The Democratization of Science, Analysis of the Voluntary Distributed Computing Platform, Boink. Um, it is a master's thesis by Antonio Serrato, um, and the original is in Italian. So they have also a translated version as well. Um, yeah, uh, just quickly reading the abstract. The goal of this thesis is to analyze the relationship between computational volunteers distributed on the Boink platform and the researchers. Boink is a platform distributed, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it looks like it's just exploring how the community interacts with uh, various projects. Special emphasis will be placed on the communication between researchers and volunteers as a fundamental pivot for a relationship of mutual and loyal cooperation. Very cool. It is quite an extensive paper by the looks of it. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend people give it a little read. Yeah. Oh, and they document the history of Boink and everything. So that's that's also awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so check that out. That's on the official Boink forum. So like the boink.berkeley.edu. Right, you can go and check it out there. <clears throat> um, yeah, you want me to just keep rolling with the news? Yeah, just keep going with it. Okay, um, we have a pretty interesting result from Rake Search. So uh, Rake Search was investigating uh, Latin squares of order 14, I think. And they did some numerical analysis on it for what are called um, diagonal traversals, I think. And uh, they managed to break a record. So the online encyclopedia for integer sequences um, lists uh, the minimal number of traversals, the minimum number of uh, diagonal, possible diagonal traversals, whatever that means. I didn't manage to actually figure out what that means. They originally listed it as 488,000. And as a result of rake search, they've been able to prove that the minimum number is actually 490,000, according to their uh, latest calculation from the project. So that's kind of a cool thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't fucking understand, but still cool. 
Yep. Uh, and then other quick news, uh, the African Rainfall Project from World Community Grid is getting a storage upgrade. Um, so these guys require a lot of data. Yeah, for the extra facts and the rainfall or whatever it is. Yeah, they need some more storage tanks. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, here we go. Uh, at this moment, there is about 300 terabytes in more than 4 million files. Uh, so that's the kind of data that they have to deal with. All, like a third of a petabyte of data. And 4 million files. <laughs> There's um, a lot of file management. I love to see how they files. Yeah, so they're, they're currently having trouble finding a uh, cloud service provider to host all of that. Really? Yeah. Uh, also, I think you're cutting out a bit. Okay. Send me this thing. I'm going to try and find these folks some storage. I got, I got this, bro. <laughs> I don't think that's going to help. We also need the bandwidth, too. Uh, here's a news article. Is it in the chat? Hot storage, cold storage? No, it's it's pretty much like hot storage. Like the data needs to be available, and uh... the bandwidth that they need for it is like insane. Like the the amount of data that they have to transfer is like huge. Because imagine transferring all this data. Like yeah, <laughs> you're not going to do it on like a couple megabytes per second. That'd take like a couple years. Well, hold on. Do they need to store it? Do they need to move it once or do they need to have continuous access to it? They need to move it once and have continuous access to it. They, they need, they basically want to move from their existing service provider to a new service provider. As far as I read. Um, but anyway, uh, one last piece of news, Jerasim at home is back. Um, I didn't even know Jerasim at home was still doing, um, doing stuff. There's a, a new project that they've released underneath Jerasim at home. Um, and let me just find that because I, I lost it. <laughs> um, I got the tab open, but I don't know if the thing... Uh, yeah, here we go. So current goal, testing and comparison of heuristic methods for getting separations of parallel algorithms working in the CAD system for designing logic control systems. What the hell does that mean? Um, as far as I know, uh, it's got something to do with like creating and understanding algorithms that run on uh, logic systems. So not exactly a CPU, but something a bit more simpler than a CPU. Uh, on radio. You are very robotic. <laughs> my, I just caught my dog drinking out of the toilet. <laughs> never happened. He's never done that. It happened here. Oh my god! <laughs> what a way to end. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> You're so embarrassed. <laughs> okay, so Jerusalem is back. 
Jerasim is back. Yep. Um, so yeah, if you want to go and like, uh, it actually Jerasim is like very similar to DHEP, the DHEP project. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly the same, but for those that are in- that were interested in DHEP, they can go to Jerasim, and they're almost doing kind of the same thing. All right. Good stuff. So that's that's the news for the week. Where does that leave us? <laughs> uh, at the finale of the finale. <laughs> finale of the finale. The things we didn't get to do. We never did Protein Fashion Week. We never got the Boink Workshop in Australia. What else? That's about it. We did uh, a lot I of never... stuff. Uh, I never got to review the uh, flavors of deodorant that I have. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that never happened. Uh, we, <laughs> we did get, rather, you got through every book project on the project brief, which is pretty cool. So those recordings exist and will continue to exist forever. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, I don't think I got through every point project, but I got through a decent amount. Yeah. I think I got through like a decent portion of like active, currently active projects and inactive projects. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Um, uh, I remember the good old days when we were doing uh, manual recording. <laughs> uh, sorry, not manual recording, manual uh, editing. <laughs> yep. Where we didn't just decide, you know what, just cut it off at the ends and and ship it <laughs> yeah yeah that was uh that was a lot of work to do that <laughs> yeah um and uh yeah and then the migration to like Streamyard and all that made it really hard to kind of like find all the like really old episodes i think got a moment there where i think we may have lost some of the episodes they're <laughs> all on. somewhere they're they're out yeah of they're, they're somewhere on the internet yeah yeah <laughs> I think there's a bunch on um, YouTube still, and some might still be on library. We had 20,000 followers on library at one point. Ah, uh, I remember that. Yeah. What happened to library? <laughs> well, Gary Gensler. <laughs> the SEC shut down the company. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, Boink still lives, lives on. Um, one thing that uh, I, I do want to see come out of Boink um, in the future is kind of like a refactor, I guess. I want to kind of see like the whole system, like get reborn into something a bit better and more modern. Because um, we have tools nowadays that we can use to really quickly develop software. Um, and uh yeah, it would just be like really nice to kind of see a refresh of this and uh, get some either funding or participation or something in here to kind of kickstart the community again. That would be nice. We do have one strong outcome that has the potential to turn into that, which is the Science Commons Initiative. Yeah, that's what it's for. And I really hope that uh, we do find the right opportunities to kind of refresh this whole um, this whole community. Yep. 
And meanwhile, Boink continues going, continues to go. I think we're going to continue trying to get more projects to use Boink and more people to compete with one another to find the most cancer markers or find the most pulsars or etc. I'm still waiting to find my pulsar. <laughs> I still haven't found a pulsar yet. I'll tell you what, we come back for a special episode the day you find your pulsar. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll write that down somewhere. <laughs> 30 years later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder if they'll still be posting those certificates 30 years later. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's, let's sign off. Let's close it down. Let's say you. Uh, thanks everyone for watching all the episodes. If you did dedicate yourself to watching all of the episodes, um, some people who showed up every week, like Toastone's here in the chat still. We had yeah. uh, we had some people who listened. We had like a dedicated sixty people a week at least. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I hope that uh, anyone who watched these Boink radios would um, like. Uh, took took some stuff away from it um was happy to see that the community is still living on and hopefully inspired some people to do some other work as well um and yeah a little bit sad to see it go but uh who knows maybe you'll see our faces around again <laughs> absolutely I, I mean i don't think either of us are leaving blank i think we're just no no we're of, not leaving out blank. of bandwidth yeah out of yeah bandwidth. We're, we're just leaving blank radio that's <laughs> <laughs> right so for sure, you'll find us on the Discord, at any workshops we can make it to, all that fun stuff. But yeah, it is sad. I think you said it well, so I'll just say it is sad, and hopefully we'll be back one day. So, here we are. Don't join us next week here on the yeah. Point Network Discord server for another episode of Point Radio. But uh, definitely shoot us a message if you want to say hello. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, indeed. <laughs>